in 05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I missed my life, missed my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want Look, if I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got uh, Yusir Ali with us here today. And uh, currently, I believe he said he's uh, in Austin, Texas. So thanks for being here. Hi, Nate. Uh, pleasure to be here. Really excited. And uh, yes, I'm in Austin. I flew in this morning from New York, where I'm based. Yeah. So um, Championship Leadership, as you know, is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you or what what does championship leadership mean when you hear that? Um, for me, it's uh, building a team that believes in a purpose and, and driving a whole uh, people from different backgrounds and different socioeconomic and age groups uh, working towards the same goal. Uh, that is uh, championship leadership for me. I love it. Yeah, that's that's a great answer. Um why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and kind of the path that you've been on in life and maybe how that's taken you where you are today and, you know, what, what is it that you're up to today for the listener? Sure. Um, you know, this is all hindsight bias in terms of when I look back, it's, it's yeah. all like fitting a pattern and in reality, <laughs> it's, it's a series of lots of accidents and mishaps and just good fortune uh, that has uh, brought me to this place. And I'm thankful for that. Um, basically, yeah. Grew up in Pakistan um, and came here to Denison University on a scholarship uh, uh, in Ohio uh, from Karachi, which is one of the biggest cities in the world, to a college which had 2,000 students. So <laughs> what college was that? Uh, Denison University. Denison, like 30, okay, yeah. I've 30 heard minutes of that. from Columbus, Ohio. 30 minutes yeah. from Columbus. And uh, I come in and I'm like, what is this Bakai Bakai nation thing going on? <laughs> They're like, it's a, it's a football. I was like, what is this? It's, like, it's a religion. Don't say anything bad. <laughs> uh, so that was the first uh, indoctrination of this country. Uh, and I loved my um, experience there. Um, I graduated kind of by chance. Um, got an opportunity to work uh, on Wall Street. Um, I was a computer programmer there for a bit and then a bond trader. Uh, so I used to trade subprime mortgages uh, in my past life. And then the great financial crisis uh, stuck and the mortgage crisis happened where uh, our jobs literally shrunk by 80%. Yeah. And uh, either it was like, keep going, keep uh, slogging away or 
try to chart a new path. And I was always interested in technology. I was a computer science major also in a program and and early on in my days. Um, So I decided to kind of like do some consulting. That's how I started on the entrepreneur route, uh, which was just a series of bunch of projects, one after the other. Um, that, uh, and I tried, don't get me wrong. I tried to attempt to get a job, except when you start working for yourself, you, you develop these bad habits mm-hmm. of calling out, uh, shit as it is. <laughs> and that ends up, uh, making you not a very attractive employee. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it just did not quite work out. I was just, uh, realized after like five, six years of doing that, I'm like unhirable. And uh, then I'm like, okay, I need to do something on my own other than consulting to kind of have something steady mm-hmm. uh, rather than going moving from gig to gig. And that uh, led to kind of uh, launching this product about three years ago with my co-founder, Polymer Solutions, uh, which is a cybersecurity uh, product company. Gotcha. Uh, I love it. Yeah, that's quite the journey. Um, did you become a, are you a football fan? I am a big, big football fan, both the American style and the European style. Okay. And I am a big Buckeyes fan. Yeah, you are. All right. Well, you big time. fell in line once you got there, right? Yeah. They're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in Wisconsin, but yeah, Ohio is a big football, American football state I, I, for I, sure. I remember when Cousins uh, beat uh, Buckeyes, they were favorites to go to the finals. And that Wisconsin oh, yeah. game where they beat them, I still remember that. That was the coldest night. <laughs> That's in Wisconsin, right. I, 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 it's, it's imprinted that, that that tragedy in my mind. Yeah, I think that would have been like the first year they did the Big Ten championship, right? Correct. Uh, with uh, who? Uh, God, who's the quarterback with Denver right now? I can't think of his name. Cousins, right? Well, Cousins was with Michigan State and Minnesota. Cousins came later. Sorry, the yes, the 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 other quarterback, yes, the Wisconsin uh, one. What the heck's his name? Why? Why am I blank? Drawing a blank on Russell Wilson. Yeah, he was Russell played Wilson. at Wisconsin right. for for he was the one. year. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, that was a uh, that was a whooping. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, who are some championship leaders, coaches, or mentors that maybe you've had, and uh, you know what? What are some of the characteristics that have really stood out to you about those? that maybe helped mold who you are as a leader? Um, There's not one. Um, You end up taking bits and pieces of personalities you meet and you work with, and especially people you report to over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that uh, has definitely shaped. But one thing I did not realize when I was in my 20s and even in my 30s to a certain degree was um, the importance of uh, empathy, uh, especially if you're managing. Um, let alone working alongside people. Um, We are, uh, we get too wrapped up around task orientation and deliverables. And I, and I was like that Um, until kind of, I had the responsibility of of hiring and managing people and having to fire people Mm -hmm. last few years or having difficult conversations or working around someone's um, kind of mishaps um, on a day-to-day basis the empathy piece is something which has stuck to me um, and and um, in terms of uh, trying to be uh, thoughtful around what their motivations are and where they're coming from from the other side as an employee or, or partners. And then um, the one thing which, uh, which as a business owner, you end up having to instill to make your life easy 
is to have maximum transparency. Whenever I, uh, in my consulting life of 10 years, uh, when I try to be um, uh, shape or try to like uh, color the, the truth in terms of breaking the bad news or, or talking about a forecast or, okay, these are existential threats about this, this contract or this, this business, uh, not being accurate around that uh, led to people not trusting me uh, as a leader. And that mm. was something which, which has stuck to me. And, and, and now yeah. at Polymer, for example, we are extreme amount of transparency, transparency around how much is left at the bank, how much we have runway left, how much do we need to do, what do we need to achieve? And, and it has brought the team together in terms of looking at the one mission, one focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting that you say that. And, um, yeah, that ma makes a difference, right? I, there's a whole nother level of buy-in when people feel like everything's kind of on the up and up and, and transparent like that. And, so. and it's, 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 it's not necessarily for like, um, shall we say altruistic reasons. It's a, for very selfish reasons yeah, sure. of yeah. uh, why do I have to hold the burden? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shared responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. self up. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I love it. What's uh well, what's the vision for you? Um, I always I like talking about vision with championship leadership. Cause I think that's a critical piece. And I think some of the great leaders have incredible vision and it's often one that many others can't understand or see because it's so big maybe or so different than than others um so yeah just always curious to hear what your vision is and and more so like what's the impact that you are looking to make through that well from the uh pure commercial angle for the company um the space we sit in uh data loss prevention for SaaS. uh there's a huge explosion going on for companies moving to the cloud and adopting existing platforms to work rather than building their own, which is kind of where third-party SaaS comes in, Google Drives and Slacks of the world. Mm -hmm. um, that transition is, is, is happening in full force and protecting sensitive data on those platforms is a major use case. And I see to be multiple uh, unicorn companies being formed in this category uh, where we're playing in. And I would like to be, and uh, I have confidence that we are on the right track to become one of those. So that's a purely commercial goal in terms of achieving that in the next few years uh, for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Well, uh, what about personally? Um, be more um, empathetic, I guess. That is obviously, you know, uh, in terms of uh, being more uh, resourceful for for people around me and, and people who trust me and, and my family and friends and in the wider circle and and, and do better uh, as an individual or um, um, either directly or indirectly uh, in terms of people I, I, I touch in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's all, like kind of, you end up realizing there's only so much uh, uh, materialistic things you can you can you can kind of keep yourself uh, entertained with over time that gets pretty boring. So yeah, then right. it's like how do, how do you and then the, and the next thing is like okay how do I make my spouse happy and my kids happy, and then over time they get okay they're done also they're like okay whatever. <laughs> right. Then it's like okay what what else is, what else is left? Giving to charity and all that is is is, is all good. It's that's important. Um, but uh, but I think try to spread some goodness in this world. It might sound trite, but that is 
the ultimate goal, at least kind of yeah. the high ideal to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. What's um mate, what's a critical moment for you in your life? Uh kind of like that fork in the road moment, right? Where uh you did decide that the way that you did when when you were in that time, uh, which has you where you are today, but had you, you know, chose a different path, being at a much different place. I love this question because I think there's a lot of people listening in that moment right now. And there's there's usually some power from hearing how others have maybe decided or chosen in those moments. So is there a time or two that comes to mind for you to share? <laughs> there's, there's been a few. Uh, over yeah, a number, years. right? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there was like, obviously, there was a time uh well, when, for instance, like if you would have picked, uh, if you would have become a Wolverines fan instead of a Buckeye fan, <laughs> you might not be with us today. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, I think having, um, it was maybe maybe naivety where uh, my dad had given me $10,000 and said, that's all I got uh, for college. And if you run out of it, just come back after the first year. Um <laughs> For me in that days, it didn't seem like that like crazy. I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll figure it out. And now think about the risk return perspective of that kind of profile going to college here, and then trying to make it like happen beyond the first year to survive. Uh, yeah. Ten thousand dollars was was definitely a big risk. But in 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 businesses, they've been I've been involved in some businesses which did not work out in in in, mm -hmm. in past life, and, and there was a big setback. Yeah. Uh, it uh, affected in terms of. Um, you know, uh, obviously, in terms of like the 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 savings and and all the economic impact it had, um, but it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I can keep uh, uh, try to like um, uh, try to like fix which is broken and realizing, okay, I need a cut, even though it might I might need to take a big financial like hit by like by cutting the cord. Mm -hmm. uh, but doing the cutting the cord was uh, a very valuable lesson in terms of like, unless you kind of bury the past mistakes to uh, 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 altogether, you cannot move forward in, in many cases. Mm -hmm. And and I see this all the time around sunk cost policy with businesses, with, with relationships where, um, yeah, we'll, we'll try to keep it working. Even if it's a small piece of my business, I'm going to maybe keep investing in it just because I've already spent three years in it. Um, that sunk cost policy is, is one of the biggest detriment for most people not uh, moving ahead in life and uh, business, especially. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, how, how difficult was it to, like you said, to cut that cord? I think there's a lot of people that their identity may be so wrapped up in whatever that could be for them that it's just like, now it's just the ultimate failure, what people are going to think. And, and uh, so many reasons for that to be such a hard, difficult thing to do. Um, <laughs> it's the, when I, I used to sit on a, I used to sit on a trade, trading desk at their start, one of the premier investment banks. Uh, I worked at hedge funds. I was at Barclays proprietary trading there. So the, in some people's mind, echelons of Wall Street uh, at a time. And um, and then when I kind of started consulting, um, you know, on doing my own thing, for me, it was not much of a difference. I was trying to solve problems and, and that was it. 
But in other people's mind, I realized later on that my friend circle shrunk. People who would reach out to me shrunk just because I was not sitting at this perch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it and it should have dawned on me right there and then, like very yeah. quickly into my entrepreneur career. Like, okay, what I do is not a reflection of who I am. Mm-hmm. It still it did not hit me for many many years later, where yeah. I was uh, uh, these business failures and stuff like that in terms of moments of kind of like okay. Um, clarity where, okay, like what really does matter? And, and it's only uh, like last few years that that realization of who I am, uh, what I do is not who I am. And it all comes down to now I'm being hindsight bias here in terms mm-hmm. of like uh, further learnings I've done is, is, is the role of the ego uh, in many of these yeah. things. We have such high egos in yeah. general. Right. Um, th- things we do are not right. Things which I thought a year ago will work did not work. Maybe there's something wrong in what I'm doing. My my original thinking was right. Uh, I picked a stock which is supposed to work. I'm going to hold on to it all the way to zero just because I think I'm yeah. right. Uh, so that ego component of it, um, especially if you run and manage teams, you realize in in a startup environment where we are, where we're holding to fundraising and and and, and selling and meeting your quotas. Uh, you realize very quickly, you get religion um, in your system very quickly in terms of like, you're so beholden to external forces in shaping the shape of your career, your life, your family. Um, you're going to get stuck by a truck or whatever, not any day and like your life can change exactly yeah. to your point um, that people are um, arrogant uh, in, in most cases around the realities of where uh, randomness affect us. And, and you have to be much more humbler uh, yeah. in terms of accepting that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As we start to wrap this up, what um, if there's one or two things you could give to the listener that you know, if they were to implement right away today, could help move their life forward today? What that would be? I mean, one of the things I do on a almost like daily basis in terms of like the task I'm going to do, the the call I'm going to get on, is that going to help the core metric of the company, like sales, for example, or, mm-hmm. or the product? If it's not going to do that, I, I should either do it in a later part of the day or just cut it out or try to do it with the email. Do not treat two different events or meetings in the same comport or, or try to minimize the time you spent on things which are tedious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something which which you learn over time in terms of like focusing on what really matters yeah. on a day-to-day basis. And, 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 and trust me, these are all business successes, like in life successes and, and, and fitness and everything else is like atomic goals. Like you need to have these atomic habits in terms of like getting to the good state. So uh, thinking through your day in terms of how much time am I wasting on, on tasks, which do not matter. Uh, just reviewing a calendar, like week over week or like go back one month and see how much time did I spend on talking to this marketing person, which did not yield me anything. Why am I wasting that much time on that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I love that. That's definitely important and something that we could all do pretty easily so i appreciate you uh taking some time with us today and and uh being here on the show thanks nate thanks for having me this was great yeah absolutely and as you're listening here if if you've enjoyed this conversation don't go anywhere stay right here and and next episode will be coming through uh thanks again for being here It, it was a pleasure and hope you have a great day In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months, he was all alone 
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want, if I said it then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, 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 leadership podcast. Championship Leadership Podcast. With Nate Bailey.